How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? But you don't know that I got to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. You're back now at the jack-off hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. On the balls right now, something new by Snoop Doggy Dog. And this one goes out to the ladies from all the guys. A big bow wow wow. Cause we gon' make it a little misty here tonight. This is DJ Easy Dick. On the station that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. When I met you last night, baby. Before you opened up your gap. I had a respect for your lady But now I take it all back Cause you gave me all your pussy And you even licked my balls Leave your number on the cabinet And I promise baby I'll give you a call Next time I'm feeling kinda hungry You can come on over And I'll break you off And if you can't Back to get wrecked all respect to those who break their neck to keep their hoes in check. Cause oh, they sweat her brother majorly. And I don't know why your girl keeps paging me. She tells me that she needs me, cries when she leaves me. And every time she sees me, she squeezes me. Lady, take it easy. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode to do a little bit of feedback. Yes, we are. And uh, don't forget that you can always leave comments on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for the Black Guy Who Tips on any of those websites. It will bring up our group or, or in our podcast, and you can leave us a review, or you can just leave us comments on episodes and whatnot. Um, so the official weapon of the podcast is... Official weapon of the podcast is the teaser. And the unofficial sport of the podcast is... Is that Bullet Ball? And Bullet Ball Extreme. <laughs> um, and don't forget you can copy and paste the podcast straight from Podomatic just copy the URL and you can put it right into your Facebook status and people can play it from their page and you'll get all the credit they'll think that you're the one that came up with that and your your Twitter value will go up or twile you as we like to say <laughs> in the Twitter world um, so also, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we get emails every week, and we do read them on the podcast. Uh, we do respond, so don't put anything too embarrassing, because we will read that shit. And uh, you can leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186 is the voicemail number. Uh, you ready to get into some voicemails since we're already talking about that? Let's do it. All right. Let's see here. Start with the oldest first. Blam. 
What up, Rob and Karen? It's Sting, calling from the most powerful city in the world, Washington, D.C. Just wanted to call in and share some thoughts with you guys. Hey, Rod, I read on Twitter that you had received your first negative review and saw some of the responses you got from it. Basically, everybody, you know, being real supportive of the podcast and whatnot, letting you know that you made it, you know, so that's why you give me negative reviews. Just as long as the good outweigh the bad, you know, keep doing your thing. Now, there's two type of people in the world that complain. There's the constructive criticism people, and then there's the people that complain just for the sake of complaining. Um, also about the uh, player hitter's guest appearance on the podcast, I don't know why people were, you know, surprised about him taking every topic and making a correlation to relationships when he basically gave a disclaimer saying that's what he was going to do. I enjoyed that podcast. I enjoyed his uh, appearance. Actually, I enjoy a lot of your guest appearances, and I hope y'all have more of them. Also, in an earlier podcast, you all touched on blacks being less likely to resort to calling the cops and white people. And as you mentioned, you have to have your shit in order, or calling them may do more harm than good. You may be calling them for someone. They come out and see that you messed up, too. And lock both of y'all up. Both of y'all be down at Central Bucking. <laughs> it actually kind of reminded me of when I lived in the apartments. Uh, in Maryland, but it was right on the DC line. So basically, it was the projects. And I came out and saw my car was broken into, you know, they stole over $3,000 worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the cops came out, and not only did they take their sweet time getting there, you know, basically because of the area, but when he got there, he was investigating me. He found a uh, strobe light that I used for my security job in the trunk. One thing that the, uh, the the people that broke in my car didn't steal, and he's like, "Well, why why do you have this strobe light? Like, are you impersonating a police officer? Because I drive a black Impala, you know, it's all black, it's clean, it looks clean, it looks like a cop car, it looks like an unmarked cop car." And I'm like, "Yo, man, just take my report. You know, they 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 jacked me for my stuff, man. Just take my report. I, you know, I'm clean, I'm legit. You know, so I mean, it's I understand black people's hesitancy to call." Uh, uh, police, you know, they don't trust them, you know, and, and I say this knowing a lot of different police officers, I mean, families, police officers, cousins, brothers are involved with the police department, but still, there's that, that distrust uh, coming from the police department. And lastly, I don't want to take up too much more time, but lastly, I do want to say, um, listening to your uh, earlier podcast, where you and Karen were talking about your waiting and serving experience in the restaurant industry, and I always wanted to know, do waiters and waitresses get upset or offended when customers put that tip on the credit card? I mean, you know, especially now, a lot of people don't carry cash anymore. And it used to be back in the day, I'd go out of my way. If I knew I was going out to eat, I'd go out of my way to hit up the ATM and make sure I had cash. Because I'm pretty sure waiters and waitresses get, you know, a little hurt if they provide this service or come to the table when you're not there and they don't see no money. So. Do servers get upset when you put the tip on the credit card? And do they get the entire percentage? Uh, other than that, you know, I'm keep listening to the podcast, keep supporting it, uh, spreading the word, and, you know, keep doing your thing, man. Y'all are doing great. Uh, enjoy the camaraderie that y'all share, the emotion. It's, it's, it's true. It's real. So keep that up. It's something different. Oh, also, you posting how to listen to the podcast on the Blackbird basically changed my life, man. Because, you know, I keep my iPod in my car, so I always don't sync up. 
and I was listening to my iPod and I think I hit like episode 69 and I ain't had no more so I'm like man what I'm gonna do but listening to it on the Blackberry has been you know it's a lifesaver man it's a completely different experience you have your phone with you all the time so it's real easy to listen to on the go wherever you are so just wanted to share appreciate that man y'all stay up peace um first of all the uh tip on the card thing no waiters do not get upset about that that's no. that doesn't matter uh you get the full percentage so yeah and also i've learned over time it depends on the restaurant because a lot of times at most restaurants that i work at if you leave a tip on the card you normally get it at the end of your shift when you get ready to go home so you do get it but it depends on where you work at if you work at restaurants that actually have a cashier you actually get that money. A lot of times you work at a restaurant where you are the cashier, a lot of times you don't get that. They actually take that and count that in the percentage of your tips. It's kind of counted separately at then the dollars you get. So it almost depends on a restaurant you work at. Yeah, well, um, definitely, though, uh, people don't get offended when you get uh, give a tip on a card. No, they don't. Um, sometimes I would even have the cashier come tell me, like, yeah. oh, man, they left a big tip or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, as far as calling the police, hey, that's just, you know, just reiterating what I said, man. It's not so much that, uh, that white, all white people call the police, you know what I'm saying? Because that's obviously a stereotype and obviously a generalization that I want to have that I, what I'm joking. But it is one of those things where it's like, there's certain people that trust police and certain people that don't. And black people on the whole, we don't trust them as much. And I also want to plug... Uh, Sting's website since he called um, uh, we plugged this a while back but you know we may have new listeners now but it's stingandsky.com uh, sky is spelled S-K-Y-E and it's a t-shirt company uh, where you can actually get cartoons like logos on the front of your tee but you can actually get it in adult sizes mm-hmm. so you know for you guys that are kind of either the hipster crowd or just you know you like uh you know you like cartoons and shit like i do but you know you don't want to have to go shop at the baby gap to get you a shirt <laughs> it's a good place to and, go and two t's don't fit it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right let's uh let's go to the last one. and also thank you for the nice compliments we man. do thank you um uh, let's see what the next voicemail is all right you guys continue to do a great job with the show. Each one continues to get better and better, and I really enjoy listening to your guests. Uh, Rod, I'd like to congratulate you on your post appearing on the BigLead.com. Thank you. Uh, I know you were holding out for BillOReilly.com or BoxNews.com, <laughs> but, you know, there's always next time for that. Uh, also, I was wondering uh, what you two think about Director Zack Snyder being named uh, the new director for the next Superman film. Uh, the Nolan brothers, they're old their project and you know, they've done the, the whole uh, new Batman franchise and you know, they're really killing it in Hollywood right now. They seem to be, you know, just the golden boys. So I like your opinion on what you think Zack Snyder being able to pull it out. Cause I think he makes some pretty uh, good looking films. Um, you know, uh, if that for the homoerotic stuff in 300, I mean, the movie looked great. You know, it was basically <laughs> like a painting, like a comic book. Uh, I agree, it was beautiful. You know, 
the Dawn of the Dead. It looks awesome. So I think he do a pretty good job. But I like to know you guys' opinions. Um, also on your podcast, the the Fantasy Big League, uh, you mentioned uh, you were wondering what would a, a touchdown consist of, and I think a touchdown would be if you made her squirt. Because I mean, that's some evidence that we have beyond a reasonable doubt. Zack Snyder's Superman film. Zack Snyder's made 300. He's directed uh, Watchmen. So ah. he does he does a lot of that like super slow mo, you know, muscle guys beating each other up type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, man, anything they want to do different, I'm cool with because Me too. they need to reboot Superman. Yeah, and the thing about Superman, and me and Roger has talked about this, overall, Superman in the comic book um, is kind of portrayed differently than he is on film. Right. You know, and they're not in sync, so it kind of makes it a little difficult to present him in a manner that comes across good on the screen. Because, you know, the ones with Christopher Reed were good and great, but when you read the comic book, Superman's buff, Superman's like six foot seven, you know, three hundred fifty right. pounds, Superman's <laughs> a wrestler. You know, but when you do it in real life, you can't portray that out else. You get an Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody yeah. like that who can't perform at all. So it's just gonna be interesting how they pick the cast, but I think the way he shoots his film, hopefully he can get a Superman that is enjoyable to me, because the best one is Christopher Reeves. The past one was very boring to me. I really didn't care too much for it. Even with Christopher Reeves, I mean, he's a skinny dude. Yes. And, I mean, the the thing about Superman is that it's just written terribly. It's a fucking boring comic book. He's not one of my favorite superheroes at all. Um, First of all, his entire deal is he can't be, he can't lose. Yeah, like, you know, he has no weaknesses, really. They say kryptonite, but he ain't, you can't kill him with kryptonite. You just make him kind of regular for a while. And then... <laughs> and then, like, he, every, all his fights aren't very intelligent fights. There's no, like, real strategy to it. Like, I think that's what people like about Batman yeah. and Spider-Man. It's like, how are they going to overcome these odds? Whereas with Superman, it's just, I'm going to fight harder. And then he gets beat up a little bit more. Then he's like, I'm, I'm going to fight even harder now. Like, I don't, <laughs> like I, I don't like Superman for that reason. Um... Hopefully, Zack Snyder will be able to do something with this character, just because it needs to start over. The whole, the movies and the way they use Lex Luthor is comic relief. I don't like that. Um, No, he's supposed to be a a bad tail. Yeah, he's supposed to be a villain. Yeah. You know, he's not a fucking... 
He's a comic. He's a clown. You know, in the movies, yeah. Lex Luthor yes, is a clown. See. There's nothing scary about he's him. He's not to be feared. And you know, the way the the way the uh, even the cartoon series do Lex Luthor, you even fear him. You be like, oh my gosh, he's off the chain, right? And the people he, they fight in the movies are never um, good enough, in my opinion, to make. Uh, uh, to make me worry if Superman's gonna win this That's time and true. shit like that. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I really do hope Zack Snyder can do something with it. Um, as far as 2K11, uh, yeah, Jordan's just as much an asshole. Uh, his, his player introduction is way different. When he comes in, he comes in with a white woman. And then <laughs> they they in cut slow mo in slow motion, yeah. <laughs> and they cut to Juanita Jordan on the sideline looking upset, and uh, <laughs> he's always wearing these jeans a little too high, you know, just a little too high for me. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's definitely not taking pictures with no niggas uh, or signing autographs. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't know, man. It's, he's you know, it's just a game, so there's really not much they can do to make him an asshole. But I do feel you on that. He's not a guy I want to meet just because, you know, I've heard so much about him in the past that I'm like, okay, you ruined this childhood image for me. All right, next voicemail. Yo, Ron, Karen, it's me. Hi. I don't. Oh, man. Uh, Karen, how you guys are doing? Um, I had a few things I wanted to talk to you guys about, get your response on. Um, well, first thing, um, Def Jam Rap Star came out. I don't think it was this week, maybe the week before, but I was wondering if you heard about it. Um, I heard some good stuff um, about the game. Um, it's like, if, if you don't know, it's um, like karaoke um, rap game. And um, it's, like I said, I heard a lot of good reviews about it. I'll probably get it in a few weeks, but I was just wondering if you knew about it or um, you heard about it. Um, second, uh, Chiller, um, the miners got out. And so that was, you know, I think that's the feel-good story of the year. All of them made it out safely. Uh, no problem, pretty much. Uh, except for the guy who had his wife and mistress waiting on him. But, um, I mean, now that that's out of the way, I think the most important question that I'm pretty sure everybody wants to know is, is the, the mind hiring again? Because, um, definitely send them applications, um, waiting for that call back. Um, good location and they definitely take it over time so um, hopefully I get a call back from my application for that mind job um, just recently uh, T.I. went back to jail for a little month and I say good with it um, I don't wish anybody to go to jail but this guy has got to be the most stupidest guy in the world yes. and um, I see him for a free T.I. shirt you get kicked in the neck unless you're big in me so um, <laughs> I can to see um, the sales came in for that. He sold 37,000 copies. And that is 37,000 copies too much. Um, ah. I was hoping his CD got heavily bootlegged, but unfortunately people actually went out and bought that. And, and if I, I hear Walk Plaza blasting beside me, I'm throwing the end of the car. Um, and lastly, I wanted to talk about was that, um, I actually ran into Age Long a couple of times and it was weird. Because, you know, I was surprised to see him out because all of the allegations and stuff got more lawsuits and everything. But um, the first time I saw him, it was in the morning. I was at Starbucks, and I was sitting there. He didn't see me, but he was at the register. And so the, the lady asked him what he wanted. And so he said he'll take a grande coffee. And so she asked, well, 
what do you want with that? And he said that he wanted two sugar and some uh, little boy aspirin. And I was like, girl, <laughs> I didn't do that, but um, that's how he is with that. Um, I was at the gym trying to get my workout on, and he saw me this time, and he kept asking me if, he, if I needed a spotter. And he asked me if I needed a spotter for about the next five minutes, and I said, dude, you know, I'm getting dressed. I'm not even here to wait. <laughs> you know? And so, um, you know, he left, and uh, I went out to go work out. And the next time I saw him, uh, I was at the grocery store, I guess, some stuff my mom. And he um, came up to me, and he said, ooh, like, you got a lot of meat. And, uh, you know, I looked kind of weird because all I had in my, my cart was vegetables. So, uh, <laughs> I definitely know it's wrong. He is because, um, he is definitely a menace to society as well. Really um, other than that, though, I just, uh, talk to y'all next week. Uh, love your show. Keep up the good work.
you know, if that's the situation you don't like the podcast, don't leave a voice, man. Move on with life. Do something else. Anyway, yeah, I forgot I had something I wanted to call in on earlier, but then we was just on Twitter and uh, I saw the whole value thing, Twitter value, I'm assuming, and I couldn't resist pushing the button. I was like, I saw it tweeted and then I saw somebody else I followed tweeted and I kept resisting. I was like, this is going to bruise your little ego, but go ahead and, 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 and try this thing just to see if I truly am Hollywood land or, or South Beach land. I like South Beach better because I've just been there and there. And I, I still love the South Beach. I'm trying to move down there. But, uh, yeah, I was just thinking, like, we try not to put too much emphasis on Twitter and say, you know, it's just a Twitter or whatever. But I honestly think some people going to be, you know, <laughs> going to be kind of hurt by these clouds, you man. Um, I don't know, like, I, I just was thinking if, if your cloud you isn't enough, do you just quit at this point? Is it just like the end of it? Or do you go out there and you grind and say, look, I'm only worth, I think I was worth like $420. You know, that's, that's a nice you know, outfit. Um, mm-hmm. J's, which I don't even buy. They cost too much. I'll be rocking them strawberries. Shout out to strawberries. The clock going to spend 150, 200 hours on test me because I just can't do it. It's just not reasonable. But, um, anyway, yeah. That was just my little two cents on Twitter, you man. I leave long voicemails now since that's the movement. So, you know, long voicemails from here on out. I ain't one, man. Y'all have a good show. <laughs> all right. Thank uh, you. Thanks, Larry. Um, first of all, if you would have bought some J's, maybe your Twitter, you would have went up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of these people, you know what Twitter value is, Karen? No, that's why I'm confused. It's a website where you go to and you put your username in and your password. Mm -hmm. Then you have to allow it access to your account. And you hit a button and it tells you what your Twitter value is. And it puts it on your timeline so all the people who read your stuff can see. And it puts your, your Twitter value in a monetary number. So it might be $700, $200, $1,000. Oh. Uh, I don't know how it works as far as like if you follow less people but more people follow you if that makes it higher or less or whatever um but we started joking about that today and uh we were making a lot of jokes about Twow You and you know cause it has no real bearing on people's real lives no it doesn't so, I know mine would be terrible man cause I write a lot of sleepy tweets and tired tweets and I'm going to bed tweets I don't even think it follows if your um if your what your tweets are about. It's just okay. strictly like how many tweets you have, how many people are following you, how you know that kind of stuff. Um, so we made a bunch of jokes about that, you know, acting like it's real money or like there's real work. <laughs> and uh, I basically figured out the whole plan. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell everybody. I I, I wasn't gonna tell everybody the secret, but here's what you have to do. Um, when you see somebody post their their Twitter value, their twilue, on their timeline. Okay. And you're like, man, I, I want to do that, but my, my twilue, it might be too low. I'm scared, right? I don't want my twilue to be too low. It's like having ah. it's like having Brett Favre's penis. You know, you pull it out and then everybody laughs. You know, you want to... Ah, ah, like, it's better, for, it's better for people not to know you have a small twilue than for you to know your twilue at all. So what I did is I copy and pasted people's Twilio tweets, and then I put it into my timeline status, and I changed the number 
just like a hundred million. <laughs> you know, that ain't real because they can't confirm it. When you click on the link, it doesn't say yes, this is real or not. It just says, "Hey, you want to know your twilight?" So that's what you do: copy and paste it. I figured out the blueprint. Do you want to know how worthless you really are? Uh, I guess a lot of people do, man. I, don't know. <laughs> I was surprised by some of the people that clicked on it, man. I was like, people I respect clicking on this shit. Uh, alright, man. So let's go ahead and get into some emails. Cool. Um, alright, we'll start here with my man Ruben. He says, Hey, have you noticed that Alvin Green and Brett Favre have been accused of the same thing? But Favre is being investigated by the NFL and Green is being investigated by the feds. Oh. Um, Alvin Green is that guy from South Carolina who seems kind of slow. Okay. And he's running for, uh, like, I want to say. Oh, the, oh that, that, that dude just um, running and they came out with allegations of him and that girl. Yeah, yeah. They had allegations that he was, like, watching porn in a college library. And this girl, like, looked at him or something and he pulled out his dick and was like, huh? What do you think about that, lady? And, of course. Of the night. Yeah, and, of course, since she, he didn't have a lot enough twilight, she walked out, called the police on him. Um, now, the thing is, it's just an allegation, and the feds are investigating him. But the difference here would be that, one, Farbs was a workplace issue. He sent this to a Jets employee while he was also an employee of the Jets. So, his is actually a workplace issue and being investigated as such. Now, if she would have actually pressed criminal charges against him, which she did not... This would become uh, something that was investigated by the police. Oh, yeah. Um, now, in the case of Alvin Green, the only reason that he's been investigated by the feds is, one, he's running for Senate. You know, yes. that's part of it. But, two, she did place a criminal complaint. Yes, she did. So, uh, and uh, it's funny because, I mean, how do you prove this? It's her word against his. I'm sure he's, as retarded as he is, I'm sure he's going to say, no, it wasn't me. Like any other motherfucker would say, even if they did it. So, it's, but it's a scandal that will make him look bad. But honestly, why do you slander a man that doesn't need to be slandered? This is a dude that all you, if you really want to make him look bad, just give him a microphone and ask him to talk. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've had a lot of interviews with him here and around the country. And they ask him questions just because they know he's going to respond the way he is. Yeah, so, I don't know. Alright, my man, uh, well, I guess he wants to go by anonymous, but I'll say Phil. Uh, wrote us an uh, email. He says, Hey Rod and Karen, good shows as usual. I just have some comments, requests, and questions. Mm-hmm. I heard Rod mention Modern Warfare 2. What kit do you run? Um, I hope you're not one of those assholes who run with a pistol, with the tactical knife, Marathon Lightweight, and Commando. Or even worse, the Noob Tuber. Uh, a noob tuber is the people who use uh, grenade launch, uh, rocket propelled grenades, or sometimes they use uh, like you know these different grenade and missile launchers. Okay. And they just run around the level shooting grenade launchers and shit in situations in which real life no one would ever do. You know, like oh. you run into a, a room that's you know six by six and you shoot a fucking grenade in there just to fucking try to kill everybody. And this. It's one of those things where they're not good at the game, but they use the most powerful weapon all the time. Oh, yeah, because I've seen you play that before, and it's a pretty cool game to watch you play, but yeah, ain't nothing worse than folks cheating. Yeah, I mean, it's not cheating, but it's just, you know, you don't have to have skill to do that. Okay. Um, The marathon, I don't, anyway, I don't use any of the stuff that you just named. I actually don't remember all my stuff, but um, I know I just use, like, you know, machine gun. 
I think my uh my 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 uh main things that I have on there are like uh it's been so long like extra ammo or something. Um, I think I use the one that makes your bullets hurt more. Okay. Whatever that is. <laughs> make them stronger. Make them yeah. hotter. Yeah, I, like I'm not hardcore like these kids, I, and I don't like the double shotgun, run fast, ninja skill motherfuckers either. But, <laughs> yeah, they got these. Ain't y'all out in the desert? <laughs> like there's, there's sometimes when people kill you, you can watch their kill cam, and it shows from their point of view what happened. Mm-hmm. And you'll just see them like run around, just double shotguns, shoot motherfuckers. Flip over, reload the oh, shotgun, run, and all ridiculous stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. just running around the level fast as possible. It's like, okay, all right, I get it. You know, it's just a game. I'm not taking it too serious. Um, he says, I want to hear Karen hit the bullet ball extreme. I heard her try one time, but she said supreme. I probably did. <laughs> you want to try it right now? Yes. You say it with me? Oh, just oh. me. And the official sport of the podcast is bullet ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme! Alright, so, um, make that your ringtone. Also, I emailed you about the Sweetwater tracks. Being a listener of the show first, I have a hard time taking them serious. No disrespect. Uh, it's like a comedian actor in a drama. You can't quite get into the story. That's what the tracks were like to me. Hey man, me too. I like I wrote I did that shit like so long ago. Yeah, and years ago. What I was trying to do, I think, was really more about me trying to show other people that I could rap and not really just me being myself which is why you know I, I really don't promote it but you know and the rap game is just not for me Mm-mm. and of course if I made a new album or something a mixtape it wouldn't sound like that at all because now I feel like I know myself more um, and I have more to say about shit I just didn't really it was like I was rapping without having found my voice yet but you know, and, and I, I'm always curious to, to, to say, you know, what if I tried it one more time? But, you know, it was very time intensive to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, like, try it one more time, like, spend money and go to a studio. I just mean, like, what if I actually got on my computer and with the technology I used to, you know, do this podcast, basically just did, uh, you know, a rap album. Mm-hmm. What would happen? And maybe one day we'll find out, but not anytime soon. Um... I also wonder how people made it past interviews. Many, um, many other people, uh, many, maybe the other people that were interviewed were worse by comparison. So at the time, ha, the weird guy seemed normal, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And then he said, lastly, tell Karen it's okay to have an opinion sometimes. Rod, <laughs> good work, anonymous. So Karen, this guy's telling you. It's okay to have an opinion sometimes, cause you know I don't allow, I don't allow you to have opinions. I see that's what you sent back. Yeah, yeah, I sent them back. I said it is not okay for Karen to have an opinion. <laughs> do, do not ruin my show <laughs> with you your get, opinions, woman. Get your own podcast. Trying to tell people it's okay. <laughs> um, so we got another email from Simon Sada. Would you like to give your opinion on this? Mm-mm. Okay, well I tried, Phil. Hey, Rod and Karen, let me uh, just start off with a bit of criticism. As a young, recently turned 20 black guy who tips pretty well, I don't really love the intro with the woman talking about black people not tipping. Every time I hear it, I think to myself, damn, I wouldn't tip you racist bitches either. (laughs) Alright, um, number one, there's two intros. There's the one with Ludacris from Crash, uh... 
uh, and they're, and they're, where they're discussing, you know, why black people don't tip in this case because of racism and feeling like, hey, I, we got treated unfairly. So, you know, I'm sure you like that intro. Then there's one from the other perspective, from the waiter's perspective, as to, hey, black people do not tip. And it's a comedy, and they're trying to make a point. But I, I think both intros are funny in their own way, and both are valid. But, you know, humor doesn't always rub people the right way. And, True. you know, I actually really enjoy both clips, and that's why we try to interchange them, because... To me, they both are valid in their own point. Yes, and for those of you geek and nerds out there that have, you know, 100,000, you know, minutes of movie film clips in your thing, if you have any other clips, please do send them to us. Yeah, if you have any more audio clips about specifically black people and tipping, not just tipping in general, you can send them to us, but I... Seriously, doubt there's a ton of those out there. <laughs> uh, that's a very taboo subject. So he says, uh, that aside, I love your podcast and the developing on-air chemistry between you two. I look forward to hearing Justin and Will battling more. And I'm surprised that neither has wanted to co-host a feedback episode to get his numbers up. I enjoy the episode length, and I don't get why people have complained about that in the past. We're adults. We have pause buttons. I'm sure you. I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, that's all I got for now. Keep up the good motherfucking podcasting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Simon Side Eye. Um, and yes, I agree completely. You have a fucking pause button. You have the ability to delete the podcast. You don't have to fucking listen. So if you really have a problem with the length, I'm not going to adjust you. We do what we do in the manner that will, uh, you know, that fits most cohesively. Mm-hmm. So this is all a natural vibe here. If I start just going, well, it's 30 minutes. Let me cut you off in the middle of a joke and get the fuck out of here. Then, then cut on the radio because that's the same shit they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, so, you know, hopefully I, I never know how long our podcast is going to be when we start. No. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, people that, you know, enjoy it are able to pause it. They're able to go work out. They're able to go uh, drive to work or whatever and hear it or sit at their cubicle and hear it. And, you know, I bet you there's people that probably get pissed when they see it was only an hour, 15 minutes or something like that. So, it, it probably just depends on how you view the podcast and, you know, how you listen to it. So, anyway, make sure y'all guys check it out. Um, the podcast, uh, hold on a second. Karen, you alright? Mm-hmm. Come on. Sorry, the phone rang and Karen got up to, to pick up the phone and looked at it like it was a fucking <laughs> lobster or something. I'm sorry. It's a phone. It operates the same way it always is operating. I was trying to turn off the ring. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Women in technology, man. Thermostats. Y'all just... What would y'all oh, yeah. do about us? I, I can't speak for everybody. I'm terrible with the thermostat. I don't even think y'all keep us around for the sex. I think y'all just oh, keep no. us around for... You know, I don't know how to use this hammer. I'm going to look at it like it's a fish. <laughs> Um, yes, man. Do your job. <laughs> and my man Josh emailed us and said, just an idea. You and Karen should do a two-hour The Black Guy Who Tips podcast special award show at the end of the year. Whoa, slow down, buddy. Two hours. Now you're talking crazy. <laughs> uh, with, with awards like Simp of the Year, White Friend of the Year, Guest of the Year, and so on. Have polls on your blog and let the fans vote. What do you think of this idea? That's a great fucking idea. Uh, I don't know if I have the uh, time or ability to fulfill that. Yeah, but, that, would, um, that would be fun to attempt to try to do. Yeah, I do have yeah, something. You need to get back on your white friend listing. Uh, I, I think I'm done with that. I don't think my white friends listen to this anymore. <laughs> we done got too black. We went too far. 
I'm Hollywood now, baby. Get your fucking twile, you up, white friends, huh? And then come back and holler at me. White motherfuckers trippy. Only white friend I got now is clothes. From Tonilla. I got, oh, yeah, he down I got, for the call, ain't he? I got internet white friends. What happened to my regular white friends, man? I only oh, see y'all on wing nights. That's fine. We'll take the internet once we replace it. Yeah, I think we blew up a little too big for my white friends, man. They could be white friends in a week, too. The yeah, internet Twitter. white friends? Yeah, the Twitter friends, the internet, Facebook. You know, it ain't limited to real life friends. All right, well, all right here's the deal. You pick the white friends of the week from now on in. Give me, me all this work. <laughs> Everybody got some shit I need to do. Do a two hour podcast, nigga. Dance, boy. <laughs> Play some spoons. Hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, let's do some, um, let's see what's next. Facebook comments. Okay. All right, let's check out what's going on on the Facebook page. Cool. Um, basically, Mr. Antagonist did his gay show this week. Hey. Oh. And uh, I definitely checked it out. It's probably his best work, I think. Um, so, you know, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check out his podcast, Mr. Player Hater. Um, just go to just search the player hater on iTunes and it'll It'll come up. up. Um, let's see who else. Um, oh, we had a little talk about uh, the problem with the Cleveland show. This episode generated a whole lot of feedback. Apparently, I'm not the only one that don't like uh, you know, Cleveland show that much. Uh, LaShonda Anthony, she responded, Boo on the Twitter study. I look at I took a Twitter like radio. Uh, I look at Twitter like radio. I enjoy, in this case, reading other people's views. Doesn't necessarily mean I need to respond to those views by retweeting or replying. It's just nice to have a different take on things. True. Because that was remember that study was like seventy one percent of tweets don't get replied to. Yeah, a lot of people time people just reading and laughing. Yeah, I know I am. Everything doesn't need a reply. Uh, folks who do those studies have too much time on their hands. Yes, they do, and too much money to blow. Yeah, apparently. And I say, hey, props to that dude. For figuring out how to trick his boss into getting a year worth of uh, uh, money out of that shit. So much fun. Yeah, that's what Justin said, and I agree. Um, he says, uh, and then Chloe had a couple of quotes from the show. He says, stay on the crazy side. Stay on crazy side. <laughs> and that's what Karen said last time. We talked about working with crazy people. Oh, yeah. And white people are the superheroes of Guess the Race. That's what I said when we talked about that Guess the Race stuff. Um, and then he sent us a clip of Lil B getting knocked the fuck out, and I can't believe they touched the bass guy like that. It really ruined my day knowing that that happened. Ah. Um, let's see. Uh, and then that's, that's really about it for the uh, for the page. Uh, you know, a couple people talked about. Uh, you know, we get we got our first bad review, and a couple people left more comments on uh, the Cleveland show, and you know, my we went more into a deeper discussion of why I don't like it, and. A few people responded, and you know, uh, I uh, let me see about what their comments will see. I Brandon says I never was into the Cleveland show. I don't think he was that important to the Family Guy to warrant his own show. I saw it as a black Family Guy. As I see American Dad as a conservative Family Guy, although written better. But I agree, you can't watch a show about a black family that is scripted by white people. Uh, Charles responds, I feel the same way, and I don't, and I think it's because the references are basically white views on black culture. And while that can be funny, it's going to be hit or miss, just like the Boondocks references to white people sometimes don't hit with them. And you know, I can agree with that. I really think that's, um, you know, that's a really good, uh, take on it. Um, oh, and I told people we got our first one star review on iTunes, which we'll be reading a little later. And a bunch of people said, well, maybe it's <laughs> some people from SOHH, because, 
SOHH is a message board that we post the podcast on, but it is hardcore. These people are mean. It's the wolf <laughs> den. You know, it's where people talk shit. It's one of the reasons that I'm not really affected that much by criticisms, because, like, it's the fucking internet. I know you little, you know, nerd, loser with no friends, and you uh, probably have no power. In name, your, yeah. Yeah, you have no power in your real life, so this is how you do it. You get mm-hmm. online and talk shit. So everybody, you know, just supported us and said, hey, man, it's not a big deal. Um, and which I don't think is a big deal, but you know, it's funny that we got our first one now. Um, so let's look at the message board real quick. Um, we had, let's see, the first one we posted was the player hater. We didn't get much feedback on that one. Sorry. I guess people were still hating. But, uh, that was the one where I, where I asked everybody why they hate on the player hater. And it's good that some people called in this week and said, hey, I like the player hater. I don't know what people were thinking. And I appreciate that, guys, because he's one of our favorite podcasters and he was a great guest. Yes, um, he was. Let's see. And then I had the one that was called, uh, Why You Shouldn't Cheat With Crazy, the one that had Larian on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see. I told... Shouts out to Larian. He did a really good job. And a lot of people really complimented the show. Yeah, they really liked it, man. Larry, and of course, he brought the Hollywood and the South Beach to the show. Yes, he did. He brought the sun to us since we can't go to the sun. And the main thing in this thread was that Thelonious21 kept asking me asking me about uh, some beat that was on there. And this shit went on forever. <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, nigga, I don't know. I don't even look at the beats like that. I just play them. Yeah, we ain't got no producer yet. Now, when we get big time, we'll just call the producer up and let them do that job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Philly Cavs fan says, I hope y'all watch the BET Awards before the next episode. We need to hear a breakdown of the ignorance. <laughs> ah. I, I did record it, so hopefully uh. me and Karen can watch it sometime today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Triple Hate says, isn't the integrity of this podcast compromised with your wife being a part of the show? Like, when your homie is talking about strip clubs and shit, even if you loved the strippers, and smash many of them in the champagne room. Ha! You can't really just come right out and say that shit, could you? Shaking my head at Rod pulling the inception on the air this week after week. I'm ashamed of you. And, uh, you know, I just said, look, man, um, I do not have sex with strippers. I don't know. If Karen wasn't here, it wouldn't matter. You know, she can cover her ears or whatever. I, it doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. Mickey Mouse off. I'm not that nigga that lies. Uh, in front of his wife. If that was, if we were starting there, there's so much other shit I've said on this podcast what? that I probably could have just shut the fuck up on, but I didn't. Wow, we talking so. about breasts and boobs all the time. Yeah, um, and Philly Cavs fan responded to the other podcast called "The Problem with the Cleveland Show," and he said, uh, "When he quoted me when I said it feels like an observer writing about something they never lived." Said, "Congratulations, you just described why I hate Crash, a movie I've never seen." Uh, but either. but you're right. The same applies to the Cleveland show. Um, and then a couple people, you know, chimed in saying, you know, they also didn't like the uh, Cleveland show and whatnot. And then Pooh three six thirty says, no offense, I don't know if I feel like listening to your show. But my problem with the Cleveland show is that it seems really unnecessary and inauthentic. Like, is it supposed to be a sort of black Family Guy? And I said, no offense, but I'm not reading this. So, <laughs> 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 nah, I read it though. <laughs> you, know, you know, I just said I agree. You know, if you don't want to read the podcast, fuck it. I mean, listen to the podcast, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, it was funny that she felt a need to comment on it without hearing it, you know? Um, and uh, NY State to Infinity says, on point, 
Deion Branch comments had me rolling because we talked about Deion Branch coming back to the Patriots yes. and playing with Tom Brady. Uh, the chef says, fuck something being authentic. It's funny and that's all that matters to me. I'm pretty sure Family Guy isn't authentic white family life. And, um, you know, I, I basically just told him, look, dog, it's not that funny to me is the problem. I'm not trying to come. I was just explaining the why of it. You know, and for him to say, like, you know, I, I just think that his commentary shows a disrespect for comedy in general and the art of being funny. Because when you say something isn't funny and you really can't explain why, like, that, to me, that that's just, that's almost insulting. But I do understand. Yeah. You can't be bothered, you know. But when you do say, okay, this isn't working. Here's what I feel is wrong with it. And then you just go, fuck it, fam. Why you even, it's just a show. Why you got to go into all that? Like, really? Really? Then why are you responding? So, I'll go into some more of what he said. But getting back to Pooh 630, she says, she didn't mean it like that. I don't have the patience to sit through anything at the moment. So, I don't, I didn't ask anything further because I don't want to get into your personal life. And why you can't find time to listen to the podcast. I'm not going to beg people to listen to anything. Uh, she said the poster above my comment about authenticity had no bearing on its relevance to black family life. I was referring to the jokes, the plot lines, the characters, everything. Maybe you'd understand if you if I use the word originality. Either way, it's just made me something to round out the Fox lineup. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I think they just gave Seth MacFarlane too much time. They, they, it's like all network executives just constantly do that. Where they finally realize we have a good thing, and then they just want to throw it down your throat because it's too much of a good thing, mm-hmm. and it's not as good anymore. Nope. Cleveland, the Cleveland show feels like the jokes that didn't make Family yeah. Guy or American Dad. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and so, uh, yeah, I told the chef, you know, I think your commentary shows a distinct lack of respect for the art of comedy. There's no there. What is humor with no authenticity? There's a reason that Dave Chappelle is funnier than Guy Torrey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's oh, like, yeah. you know, it's like saying that uh, Bill Maher would be just as funny if he if he said Richard Pryor's material. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, well, it's funny no matter what. No, it's not no. fucking funny. It's not. Yeah, and, and, and when it comes to comedy and jokes, I think a lot of people fail to realize, which is my opinion, like you say, I, most people that are comedians, their jokes come from a place where it's presented in a certain manner that only they can present it in. I don't right. know if that makes sense, which makes it funny kind of only when they tell it. Right. If I turn around and tell your jokes, it didn't come from me, so you might get a laugh, but you won't get the same response because you got the facial expressions and yep. arm expressions and the pitch of your voice. You know, it's more, it's, it's an art, and I think a lot of people underestimate comedy as an art. I agree. I really think a lot of it is the difference between being laughed at and being laughed with. That's right. It's, it's like how some people can watch the Jeffersons or Good Times or the Cosby Show and they feel like, yeah, this humor is not always the most, um, pra- it's not always praising black people, but the criticism of black people comes from a place of authority where it's like, you know what? You've lived my struggle, so you making that joke about me is actually okay. And it would be different because, because like, when Family Guy makes jokes about race and stuff, it comes from that white perspective where you actually have respect for that, too, because you're like, yeah. I get it. That's how you see me. That's how you see these things in your culture. Yes. And so, it's funny to me. Right. But it's not funny when you have that same Family Guy writer trying to write about black people and it's 
it just comes off as almost patronizing where it's like yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're talking about none of this is in the lexicon of black people you're actually just using references that you the same things that you would say on Family Guy in blackface and that's true like we were talking about that and the boondocks and one reason to make the boondocks funny because you know what you can relate a lot of people got an uncle workers in their family a right. lot of people have you know Tom in their family right. and a lot of people have these characters in their personal family so the jokes kind of more hit home yeah and the criticism of the culture is just different it's like they go hard on black culture boondocks but it is loved by black people. It's amazing yeah. how hard they go on black culture compared to other shows. So it's not just the racism of it Mm-mm. or the, or like being insulted by it. It's just simply the uh, the authenticity. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to iTunes reviews. Um, Alfonso J. writes, no, no, no. One star review. Um, if anyone thinks this podcast is of good quality, then they obviously have not heard a very good show before. This podcast is terrible. I just heard Rod, whatever. So I guess he doesn't um, know how to spell Imus Prime. Uh, it's Rod Imus Prime. Okay, Imus like the racist dude. Rod Imus Prime, keeping these nappy-headed hoes in line. That's what I say. It's like phonetic device. Um, say that he didn't think that Bishop Eddie Long targeted all the boys, unlike Catholic priests who target everybody. What? Two question marks. Pure ignorance. And listening to Rod read the news is painful. Okay, number one. Eddie Long did not target all the boys. He just fucked some of them. That's a fact. It's not a fucking question. And the Catholic priest was fucking whole towns. Now, I ain't saying one person is less evil than whatever. I'm just saying it's different. It's not like Eddie Long tried to fuck every little boy. He just picked out the four weakest ones and was like these are the booty hoes that I need and he tried to wait till they was legal but either way it's still pure evil yes now that's I agree so I don't that. know why you trying, trying to play it like I think one is less evil than the other they're both fucking evil I don't go to either one of their churches calm down um and I hope that me reading the news is painful I, I wish I had some news to read right now to hurt your ears bitch um <laughs> I know it's a new show but these guys have a lot of work to do to be taken seriously in this genre. I'm sure most people listen to this garbage the same way people watch a train wreck, shaking their heads, looking into looking to having more guests who actually have something to say. It worked for Adam Carolla. Um, first of all, Adam Carolla is was the number one DJ in California when he lost his job and started his podcast. Okay. And I'm a fan of Adam Carolla, uh, but I had to cut out of the show because I don't like it when people only listen to a show for the guests. And most of the people that I know that are fans of his podcast will tell me, I only listen to his show based on the guests. Well, to me, that's not really being a fan of his podcast. No. It's like, well, he'll have something to say. Well, the fuck it then. Why is the point of doing your show and it's only as good as the guests that day? Ah, like I feel like if we're not the main attraction to the podcast, then why fucking do it? So I listen, yeah. You know, so I actually think that's kind of insulting to Adam Carolla because when I was listening, I was listening for him. I think yeah. he's funny. Uh, he puts out a, a, a very prolific amount of material, so I can't keep up. And once I found other people's podcasts, I would rather listen to uh, people that are up and coming. But you know, props to Adam Carolla. Now, of course, because he did say he likes Adam Carolla. I'm going to go to Adam Carolla's podcast and give him a one-star review to get revenge. Because nobody gets to put me a one-star review and think I don't get something to say about it. And I also click no. 
Your review is not helpful to me, Alfonso J. It was, <laughs> it was the least helpful of all the reviews. Um, so, and also, I mean, uh, I've made a, it's like I've made a decided view that I don't want this podcast to be about booking the big, most famous guests, no. sucking this dude's dick, get him on the air. Like, if I have an organic friendship with somebody, I can get him on the show, or there's some camaraderie out there, maybe through Twitter or something. That's right. Fine. But I'm not going to play the game of, I got blankety blank on my podcast. If, if you either listen for us or you don't. That's right. If we happen to be able to get somebody famous or being on our podcast, that's cool. Mm. But I'm not chasing comedians and no. shit like that. It's not worth it. And on top of that, the thing about it is that when people hear something different, it's hard for people to get used to something different because it's what they never heard of before. Yeah. And I can truly say you've never heard of the things that we're talking about, you know, how it's presented and our guests and things like that. So, and on top of that, like we said before, you have actually made it, son. The black guy who tips has made it because somebody's hating on you for tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep on. I mean, clearly this is a motherfucker without enough twilu. And they're just envious of my twilu. You know what I'm saying? They see me online. They see what I'm doing. They see the chicks following me. The Twitter group is trying to get up on my podcast. And, <laughs> and clearly this is an envious motherfucker. And, I mean, I will admit I have made enemies on the internet. You know what I'm saying? I, I, what was that dude, Jason Idiot? I had to block him, and okay. I was I was trying not to. I would go back to his to his page and be like, maybe I'm gonna unblock him this time. And I just see four more negative comments to other motherfuckers. I was like, why am I even fucking with this dude? You know what I'm saying? Or or you know, there's just tons of people that probably I feel slighted or feel like how I'm gonna get my revenge. And then there's also guys out there like on SOHH that just feel like, hey, this is funny. How can I get a way to get talked about for a couple minutes? So, you know, whatever. If if you don't like the show, that's fine. I find it funny anytime somebody leaves a negative review on something. Yeah, that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, like you like you know, Larian took a couple seconds of his voicemail to make a joke about it, but this dude took a few minutes to type this up and get his grammar proper and everything just to make some criticism that don't really hit home. I, I don't feel like any of these are valid criticism. But No, and, you know. and for you, there's hundreds of people all over literally the world who listen to our podcast and download every week. There's people that don't even speak English that download our podcast <laughs> every week. So your opinion really, mm, it's not rocking my world. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah so, but props to you, Alfonso J, for writing in. Thank you. Yeah, we actually love the hate. Yeah, um... Let's see, and then we have a last review uh, from Pooh Bear. She says, I'll assume it's a girl. I was recommended this podcast through a friend, and I couldn't be more impressed. I love the camaraderie on the show, the humor, and the conversation. I've been listening to them for a couple days now, catching up on all the old podcasts, and I must say that I'm having a good time. It is like sitting down, listening to your friends, have a chat. It's fresh. I stopped listening to the radio a long time ago because of censorship, and these radio personalities have been just whack, just being whack in general. But Rod and Karen and their funny co-hosts and guests really do their thing. I can see this podcast going places. I will definitely be sharing with my friends on Facebook, Twitter, and whatever else I can, uh, wherever else I can spread the word. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, we got... 17 reviews like that and one negative. I'm okay with that. I think I'm because okay with that every too. podcaster I look up to, every person I look up to, hey. everyone I consider my idol in this industry, in radio industry, in writing, has haters. 
And they do, and the thing, and the funny thing about it is that the bigger they are, the more negative reviews they have. Yeah, the bigger you get, the more. So, actually, I'm surprised we don't have more negative reviews. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? So, let me just say some things to get us some negative reviews. First of all, I hate white people. They stink. <laughs> all of you. Not no, you don't. Every last one of you. Uh, you're stupid. Uh, write the show. Write the show. Some negative. Uh, no, uh, that's not true. Black men never take care of their babies. I've never met one, <laughs> including my own father, who was on the podcast on Father's Day. <laughs> no. Y'all are all suck. Uh, black women, you're angry. And if you're listening to this, this is why you don't have a man. Uh, no wedding, no wound. We support no wedding, no wound. Uh, uh, also, no condom, no problem. We support that. Um, let's see. Well, uh... Uh, white women are all whores. All of you. You have no standards. You suck. Uh, Canadians, I I hate your country. You stink. No, we don't. Uh, uh, it's He's cold up there. Now that, now that, it's cold as hell. See, can degrees, can degrees. Y'all yeah. terrible. No, we're not terrible. Um, the weather's terrible. I see why Chris Bosch left. Uh, <laughs> West Coast rap has been terrible ever since the Chronic came out. The Chronic uh, is the uh, worst thing I ever heard in my life. Now that's not true. Um, uh, Flockavelli is the new Tupac, and he's gonna be the greatest rapper of all time. Mark it down here. You heard it first. Uh, 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 <laughs> now you just making stuff up. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that should be enough for this time. So make sure you call the show seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Leave us a voicemail and, uh, you know, email the show, theblackoutips at gmail.com. And make sure you uh, go on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic. Look us up, The Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us a review. Yeah. And you can search. Oh, uh, you can also donate to the podcast. Go to theblackoutips.com. Look on the right-hand side. You'll see a donate button through PayPal. And, you know, we appreciate everybody that does donate um, because, you know, you know, times are hard and... Um, anytime you can help us out, man, it's always a good look. Uh, we're always gonna feel blessed, you know, but that somebody took the time out to even hit us up, you know, because you know, it's, it's I know it's asking a lot. And you know, today, this week, we had uh, Maurice uh, Jeter, he donated to the podcast. And thank you very much, man. This is the Ooh, kind of stuff yeah. that helps us keep going and. You know, helps us actually renew the voicemail and Skype line this week. Yes. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so, very much. Thank you very much, guys. And, uh, you know, until next time, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodman's Prime. I'll say that again. That S and D A T. I thought we didn't have enough to talk about. And I thought we didn't either. This might be our longest feedback show ever. I see some questions down there. Oh, uh, we have to do these tomorrow. All right. All right. Till next time. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. What's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls of Mischief Crew. I'm chilling with my man Festo, my man A Plus, and my man Vote. You know he's dope. Yeah. And right now, you know, we're just maxing in the studio. We're hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we're going to help you on how we just chill. Yeah. Down the seven digits.